0: Curt and Kate Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Have you guys heard of Tampa Foster Kids Camp? Well,
1: yeah,
0: we had not. Right. I mean, I, I didn't even know what they were up to. But I love it already. And since we're talking about foster kids and foster families this month and supporting them and helping them. Uh, they popped up, and we're like, "Oh, thank you, Lord. We need to uh, we need to have CJ Bates uh, on the air with us, so we can chat about this." He's the chairman of the board and director of Track, which stands for Teen Reach Adventure Camp. Hey, CJ. Good morning. How you doing?
1: Good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on air. How you doing? We're good. doing great. Thank you, thank
0: you so much uh, for making time for us this morning and just spending a little bit of time and sharing your heart regarding this. Um, of course, Tampa Foster Kids Camp. How long have you guys been doing this?
1: Yeah, officially, we've been doing this work uh, since 2017. Uh, we started, you know, we, we started, you know, as a faith-based, and nonprofit organization providing camp and mentoring services uh, for children and teens in the foster care and adoptive communities here in the Tampa Bay area. And it started with a, a camp, uh, doing a camp for children ages six through eleven. Um, and the cool thing is that we have an opportunity to partner with uh, two national organizations, one being Royal Family Kids Camp, uh, which is under the umbrella for the children, as well as Teen Reach Adventure Camp, which is the teen version of that. And uh, we get to really uh, partner with them to be able to put on these amazing programs here within the Tampa Bay Area.
0: So the ages for the kids are six to 15. So that's yes. that's very interesting. Um what two would, different camps, though, two, right? Two different types of camps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, age appropriate, right? I guess would be the, yeah, the best way.
1: Especially with the teens, you got to get to that point where it needs to be a little more appropriate. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh,
0: wait a minute. Fifteen-year-olds don't want to play uh, Red <laughs> Rover, or, <you> know, <laughs> musical chairs. I shocked.
1: some do, but some, a lot of them don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's great. All right, so obviously faith-based with this. How does it work to have a faith-based Uh, organization like this and still have to navigate uh, the the challenges of the foster care system in general um, that is you know not necessarily faith-based so how do you balance all of this
1: yeah I think as as, you know we do partner with uh, social service based organizations throughout the area in addition to working with various caretakers some of them being uh, individuals that, you know, are Bible-believing Christians, some that are not, and some that fall in between, but our focus is to help, the you know, everyone understand that we want to love on their children or their teens. And you know to really share that the love of love of Jesus. You know we're open with what we share and, and what we do uh, throughout the camp experiences. Yes, they will receive some form of uh, biblical teaching to kind of connect it to their day to day life. You know uh, when it comes down to children and teens in the foster care system. However, uh, we also talk about all the fun things they get to do in a camp setting, like boating and fishing and swimming and arts and crafts and talent shows and and different pieces that really allow for them to get connected and, and bring it together all the more as well, too.
0: Let's talk about the uh, the needs for foster kids. And uh, I bet you have a million stories you could share with us of, of how... Um one of these camps really impacted the life of a foster child. Um, uh, you probably have a ton of stories. Maybe just share maybe one or two with us. And maybe how about one with a, a little a little one? maybe around six or seven and, and maybe a teenager too.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, a personal one with a kid. Uh, I would say it was about, oh my gosh, let's see. about five years ago, there was a I was during one of the kids camps that I volunteered for at the time. Uh, we had an opportunity with a, with a camper to pray uh, that their splitter would go away. Because they had they got a splinter from I guess boating you know on the dock when they had our campground yeah and uh, it was a it was a bunch of us you know you know the camper had like a it was like a little entourage and let's just say this camper was definitely a character of all sorts but we you know we loved them very much right <laughs> yeah um, so we you know so you know the camper is a little scared to get this splinter uh, taken out because we do have a, a medical team on stat you know on site between. Uh, license, uh, a licensed doctor, as well as as well as nurses, as well in the process, and so they were going to go on ahead and remove the splinter. And let's just say that the camper did not want to, you know, have it removed because right. they were kind of a little scared of beetles and stuff, right? So I had the opportunity to pray uh, for the camper and uh, pray that the splinter would go away uh, in Jesus' name and. And, uh, and leave it as it was, and then hopefully with the help of, you know, hopefully, you know, c- calm the camper to, you know, allow for the medical professionals to do what they needed to do. Unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to get the splinter out. However, the next day um, it happened to be while the camper was swimming, you know, you know, she, the camper was swimming, enjoying herself. And one of the camp counselors asked, hey, how's that splinter go- doing? You know, how are you feeling after everything I went on the night before? Uh, the camper said, "Oh my gosh! You know, I don't feel it anymore." And then mm-hmm. they tried to look for the splitter; it was completely gone. <laughs> this, is oh, kind of, this is such a yeah. small
0: thing, yet it's a big thing. Isn't huge it? for a cat. yes,
1: yeah, exactly. And so I think it just showcased to you know this camper that hey, you know, you know how, and then you know because we had a song that we would sing during camp every, you know, every you know during that week. You know, our God is so big, is so strong, and so mighty. There is nothing that my God can't do. And she, and the camper actually started to actually sing the song after realizing, hey, uh, my splinter is actually gone. So a little something that I recognized uh, from a kid's door, I guess you could say.
0: Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments. And please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well you know what mm-hmm. we love these kids stories
1: yes we're, mm-hmm.
0: we're suckers for these stories what about to maybe uh, a teenager or something like that
1: okay if i go back to my rolodex of teens oh my gosh um wow i know it's yep, a, it's a hard to... it's a hard question yeah. to answer because <laughs> there's got, just probably so many yeah no so I'll, I'll, it actually connects a little bit to uh, this teen's experience and so we had a teen who actually you know Went to a number of the kids' camps throughout uh, since we offered them in 2017. And then eventually we had an opportunity to go on ahead and, you know, invite the team to be a part of the Tina Camp experience to which they enjoyed for the most part, loved it and enjoyed it and really kind of gained a great deal out of it. And eventually uh, this teen also volunteered uh, with us, you know, as as essentially a teen counselor uh, for the kids camp. So really being able to kind of go from, you know, participating in the kids camp to then participating in our teen camp experience to now serving and giving back to kids in the kids camp. But the kicker is this is uh, with a couple of with one of the partner churches that we work with. Uh, They were able to stay engaged and connected with him, you know, just to to kind of serve as, like, be able to disciple him and kind of show him the way around Jesus. And about a year ago, he actually gave his life to Jesus. And so here it is, you know, we're showing the love of Jesus in these camps. We're making it a point to really um, just simply, uh, you know, showcase, hey, there are people that do care about you despite your situation. And here it is, this partner church was able to kind of follow up and stay connected with them post-camp. And here he is now thriving and really living his life for Jesus, which is very powerful.
0: Oh, that's great. You know, Amen. yeah, ministry to our kids is so vitally important. Uh, sometimes we think, okay, it's a youth group, it's youth ministry, it's kids. I'm telling you what, if you look at the stats, you guys know this is true. I think it was Jay Dennis, uh, Pastor Jay Dennis, mm-hmm. last week who mentioned this as well, that like over 80 percent— it's like 85% maybe more than that of those who come to Christ to saving faith in Jesus Christ do so uh before the age of 18 18 yeah. and below so yeah. CJ that you probably know those stats you you live them
1: yes and 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 I think it's one of those things where you know we're trying to be a, we're trying to do a better job of being able to communicate that information all the more too like I think if, here's a stat that I think people would be shocked to even hear. Not only just around salvation, but even when it comes down to connecting with you know foster care as a whole, um, you know I think I was event, uh, attending an event that is actually connected with uh, uh, with another uh, organization around foster care, and I can't remember the name, and it's going to drive me nuts.
0: But <laughs> oh, you'll remember a, a, it when you're <laughs> off the air <laughs> That's immediately. <right>. That's how, <laughs> That's how that way it goes? <laughs> you know,
1: it doesn't. You know, it always does. But typically, with the amount of churches that are here in the state of Florida, in conjunction to the amount of children and teens in the foster care system. If one couple or an individual from every church here in the Tampa Bay area were to adopt or to, you know, or or to bring a child in from foster care into their homes, you would eradicate the whole foster care crisis within the state of Florida alone. So I think it showcases the power of, uh, you know, if churches were to come together.
0: The opportunity the church has to really make a difference. CJ, when are the camps? Are they summer camps?
1: They are summer camps, uh, our teen camp. Our next one will be in 2020. Both of them will be in 2024, uh, with the teen camp being right after Memorial Day, which is essentially as soon as most kids are out of school, and uh, the kids camp typically takes place in July, after Fourth of July.
0: Wow, that's great. Now, here's a big question. How can we help? Mm -hmm. What kind of help do you guys need to do what God has called you to do?
1: absolutely thanks for asking so two i would say two major things right uh one of the big things is that we're always looking for people to join us in our effort to actually serve these children and so that could be through actually serving at our camps uh which we do have the information on our website tampafosterkidscamp.org we're also looking for individuals you know let's say for instance you want to serve at camps but you can't do the overnight experience but maybe you can do a day camp day a day at camp or volunteer Uh, Doing something maybe not directly with the kids, but maybe behind the scenes, we're always looking for day volunteers and individuals that are willing to serve to which you can definitely uh, check out our website or, or directly contact me for more information for those things. And so always looking for people to serve in that regard. In addition, we do have an event that we're actually getting ready to uh, host uh, in, uh, two Sundays from now on Sunday, November 12th at 6 p.m. It's our fun, fun a fall fundraiser to which we uh, just as an FYI, we are fully uh, volunteer based and our our, fun, our funds come strictly from donations, grants and the like. And so uh, one of our uh, fundraisers that we get to do is and it's a fall fun fall festive event to which uh, we get to uh You know, people get to enjoy dinner, some fun activities, as well as uh, a silent auction that does take place. And all proceeds uh, that we do uh, raise do go towards all the camps that we do, uh, in addition to the mentoring programs that we do offer for children and teens as well uh, from those camps as well. And so those are two of the uh, major pieces. Of course, we also look for monthly monthly donors as well as corporate sponsorships but I would say between serving and giving, those are the biggest ways that you can help us in the efforts that we do, in addition to spreading the word. um, One of the things that I also say is look, You know, it's easy to think, oh, you know, maybe you're too young or you're too old to serve or whatever the case may be. I don't care how old or how young you are. Uh, There's a place for you in some way to really be able to contribute to serving uh, these children and teens. Because I think the reality is that they're just looking to see that there are people that truly love them and care for them. And I think it's a good first step to being able to uh, join in on this amazing cause, Uh, not only just specifically for Tampa Foster Kids Camp, but for the greater cause within foster care.
0: Thanks for listening to Curt and Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.